Well, hello, everyone. Uh, it is good to be back again for the second week in a row. Uh, as we've been uh, going over a series titled The Peace of God, The Peace of God. Um, the peace of God is something that we all desire. Um, I hope we all desire it at least. And so uh, let's continue talking about that today. Uh, I mean, it's the fact that because Jesus is the Prince of Peace, uh, we should have peace flowing through our lives. Again, Jesus, he is the Prince of Peace. And so uh, we're going to focus on that thought today. Um, and uh, hopefully this lesson will be a blessing to you. Our, our main scripture today is going to come out of Isaiah 9, uh, verse 6. Again, Isaiah chapter 9, and that is verse 6. And it reads as such, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, this is a very familiar portion of scripture uh, that you and I uh, have heard. Uh, and I think a lot of times we focus uh, when it gets to be uh, when it begins to give the various titles and names of God. Uh, I think we focus a lot on the wonderful, the counselor. Uh, if, if you want to be specific, the mighty God and everlasting father is where we like to put our emphasis. Uh, but the fifth, the fifth name uh, that they that Jesus is referred to is the prince of peace. The Prince of Peace. And so uh, let's focus on this today. Uh, let's ask God uh, for um, favor and understanding as we go over this lesson. So if you could, uh, let's pray and uh, invite God to join us right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for uh, all that you're doing here at the Refuge Church. God, what you're doing within this church. Uh, oh, Father, we bless you. We give you honor and glory. Truly, you are the peace. Uh, you are the prince of peace. And we ask you that you would give us a, a greater clarity and an understanding of what that truly means, God. And what you being the prince of peace uh, or how uh, that affects us in our lives as we walk with you. God, I pray that uh, we would have an understanding of how we can have peace because you are the Prince of Peace. And it is in your name, oh, Father, that we walk this walk on earth. And so, God, give us understanding right now. Open our hearts that we may receive what you have to say today. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Now, there is a portion of scripture. Where Jesus had been teaching a large crowd that had gathered. <clears throat> Jesus had woven story after story into spiritual truths uh, as he had taught them in parables. And so he had spoke of the sower and the seed. Uh, he spoke about the incredible growth from uh, a single grain 
uh, a great tree with spreading branches and, and that the light of the world was to be displayed for all to see. Uh, each story, it revealed more understanding about the kingdom of God to those who had listened and believed. But upon concluding a long day of ministry, Jesus and his disciples, they pushed the boats out from the shore and escaped uh, the press of the multitude, having set their course uh, to the opposite side of the waters. Jesus, he was he was very tired. He was weary from a long day of teaching and found a comfortable spot in the boat. Almost immediately, he was asleep and showed no signs of awakening, even as the winds began to sweep waves of water over the edge of the boat. Even though some of the disciples were well-trained and experienced fishermen, they quickly grew alarmed over the intensifying storm. Fear had gave voice to their concern as they shook Jesus and they cried out, don't you care uh, that we are about to drown? Uh, King James Version said that, that we perish. But yeah, in the instant they believed that they were getting ready to drown and unfazed Jesus, he arose and he simply spoke to the wind with a confident rebuke. Peace, be still. His more evident concern was directed towards the disciples when he said, why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? It seemed that he put more attention on the disciples than the storm itself. Their fear of the storm and the threat of destruction turned into amazement at the miracle that they had just observed. Their unanimous question was, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The question concerning the humanity of Jesus also gave insight into his divinity. The disciples, again, they asked, what manner of man is this? Obviously, they recognized the authority of his words over the elements of nature, and they were in awe uh, at his power. Some of the greatest revelations concerning the identity of Jesus, they have come in the middle of a storm. The first, it was a revelation that resides in the fact that Jesus rested during a crisis. I want you to understand that usually during crisis, uh, the last thing that we are able to do is rest. But Jesus, he rested during a crisis. And while others feared for their lives, Jesus, he was at rest in the midst of this crisis. He was asleep on a pillow in peace. His calm was evidence of his confidence. And so for the disciples, there was no reason to fear as long as Jesus was on board. The simple spoken word of Jesus, it produced peace and a revelation of his power over the elements of nature. Nothing can be so frightening as a display of, of nature's fury. The storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, um, uh, volcanoes and earthquakes, they unleash destruction on all who are in their paths. And these powerful displays of nature are often referred to as acts of God. Now, God is not only strong through the storm, but equally powerful uh, to prevent its destruction uh, and to proclaim, uh, proclaim peace uh, in its place. The power of his word, it can bring peace 
in a place of chaos. Jesus, he brings peace, uh, whether he speaks the word or when the word is read. Winds, waves, torrents, tornadoes, they're all subject to the command of God. And I thank the Lord for it. But not only did Jesus understand the source of the storm, uh, he was able uh, also, uh, should I say, he was also in control of the outcome of the storm. Uh, before he went to sleep, he knew the storm was coming. I mean, before the crisis uh, had happened, before the crisis in the boat, Jesus knew the calm that would follow. Uh, before they launched from the shore, Jesus planned their arrival. And with divine foreknowledge, I mean, he knew the storm was coming. But yet he says, let's cross over to the other side. Uh, whatever happened between their departure and their arrival was unimportant. Uh, they would arrive safely on the opposite side or the opposite shore uh, because of Jesus Christ. The fear of the storm, it was redirected because a revelation of his power, it would bring fear and awe. Their legitimate fear of death was replaced with an awe and respect for the demonstration uh, that the disciples observed in a simple command where Jesus said, peace, be still. They immediately recognized his greatness, his incredible power, and the authority of his voice. The reason this miracle evoked fear was that the disciples, they suddenly recognized his authority uh, over every spirit. Though they had seen many miracles of healings and deliverance from demons and even the dead raised to life, there was something greater in this spiritual conflict that took the place in the boat on the lake. Jesus had all authority and power over every spirit. Jesus, he willingly shared authority with those who had obediently followed him. Uh, when he had sent out the disciples, uh, the 70 disciples by twos, he had declared in Luke 10, 19, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any mean hurt you. He extended his authority uh, to work through those who went in his name. In the uh, New English translation, it reads this way. I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and on the full force of the enemy and nothing will hurt you. You hear that? He says the full force of the enemy. In truth, Jesus, uh, he was more than a man. And what the disciples learned in daily lessons and practical experience is revealed to us through God's word. However, we may also grow in our understanding uh, of his Godhead and glory as we learn more uh, ab about this one who was so much more than a man. <clears throat> Paul expressed Christ's position of authority and deity in his letter uh, to, uh, to the Ephesians. And he wrote that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness 
of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come that's found in ephesians chapter 1 uh, verses 18 through 21 the demonstrated authority of Jesus over the storm was a revelation of his deity. It may also serve as a confirmation of his authority over every situation. There is power in knowing who Jesus is and having confidence that he is able to do anything. Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Again, that's Colossians chapter one, verses 15 and 16. Listen, when we recognize that Jesus is the creator of the elements of nature, it's not hard to believe that he has the final word. I mean, the one who spoke, let there be in the very beginning in the book of Genesis, he also spoke peace, be still uh, in this story that we that I'm reading right now. And so today, uh, all must hear and obey him and knowing who Jesus is and being in a relationship with him. It can bring calm into the chaos of our lives. His victory over death and the sacrifice of Calvary, it makes us triumph, uh, triumphant uh, through the cross. Paul, he expressed in Colossians chapter two that the source of our victory is Jesus. He said, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken, a, taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. Again, uh, the sudden and impending disaster of the storm uh, that arose that evening, it indicated that this was just more than a storm. The violence of the storm was indicated by the way that the disciples that uh, and how they responded to fear. They had no doubt no doubt experienced uh, many dangerous waves in their past fishing trips, but there was something about this storm um, and it was prompted by evil force. Uh, the Passion Translation, it includes this note on Mark 4.37. It says that this gale of wind and ferocious tempest was demonic in nature. Again, it's calling the storm demonic. As Jesus was about to confront a powerful principality on the other side of the lake. Again, it says this gale of wind and ferocious tempest was demonic in nature as Jesus was about to confront the powerful principality 
on the other side of the lake. Again, this is the Passion Translation uh, of Mark chapter 4, verse 37. Again, focusing on the fact that this was demonic in nature. Now, when we go on and we continue to read, the word that was used to describe this storm is the same word that is translated earthquake. Uh, in Matthew 24, 7, Matthew 27, 54, and Matthew 28, 2. Literally, this indicated that the storm was like an earthquake. It was an unusual storm for uh, it to cause experienced fishermen uh, to be in fear. The effects of the storm, they were beyond what is normal or natural. It could be identified as supernatural. It was a spiritual attack against the Lord of glory, and yet Jesus remained calm. I mean, he was so calm that he continued to sleep. It was the disciples who had awakened him in fear for their lives. And Jesus, he stood, he rebuked the winds and the waves. The word used to rebuke, uh, uh, the word used for rebuke in this story was used in other passages where Jesus had cast out demons. The storm, again, it was an attack of Satan, and Jesus simply rebuked the evil and restored peace and calm with a simple command. In context, the spiritual confrontation is served as a, conse uh, a consequential pre uh, prelude uh, to the event that was to follow. Because upon arriving at the other side, Jesus immediately encountered uh, the demon possessed. Um, in Matthew's record, uh, there are two demon possessed men uh, coming out of tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one can pass that way. Again, that's that's Matthew chapter eight. Uh, in the book of Mark, we meet we meet the man possessed uh, with legion, the legion, the, the, the multiple demons who was tormented and confined to live in the graveyard. No one desired uh, this man's company. Uh, the demons, they recognized the authority of Jesus and they pled uh, that he would send them into the herd of swine rather than being cast out into the uh, country. And so Jesus, uh, he gave them their wish and he sent the demons into the swine and everyone they saw. Uh, they saw this this man who who had his mind. Uh, he was in peace after his deliverance and said that he was clothed and in his right mind. The most astounding part of that story was the response of the people. For the Bible says that they were afraid and they began to plead with Jesus to depart from their region. And the reason they were is, if I could say it this way, they were more comfortable with the demons than the deliverer. They could tolerate the screams of the possessed, but they resented the sacrifice of their swine. I mean, which is sad. The spiritual conflict of this story, it reveals the tension when the prince of power of the air met the prince of peace who we serve as our Lord. It is really no conflict when Satan has done all he can do. Jesus, he just speaks the word and the situation is resolved. When the 70 disciples whom Jesus sent out returned, rejoice, uh, uh, rejoicing that the demons had been subject to them, 
Jesus seemed to minimize the miracle. He placed more importance on the fact that their names were written in heaven. Uh, he explained, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Like lightning, it emphasizes how quickly Satan had fell from a high place down to earth. Uh, he was grounded. He was neutralized. In addition, Jesus promised power uh, over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you, is what he says in Luke chapter 10, verses 19. Jesus, he had all authority uh, over all power. He is the prince of peace. Again, the storm, it was actually a spiritual attack. It was unusual. It was unexpectedly turbulent. Uh, it, it, it was an onslaught of the natural elements of this earth. Jesus, he recognized the spiritual adversity behind the storm, and he took authority over the enemy who brought it. As the, as the Prince of Peace, Jesus, he holds the position of royalty. In the text, the prophet, he predicted that the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, and peace there will be no end. Jesus, as the Prince of Peace, he holds the position of authority. When speaking to his disciples after his resurrection, Jesus stated, all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. He spoke with authority. Uh, even the people recognized the difference of his speech compared to other teachers. Mark 122 says that they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Jesus, he confidently, uh, he, he, he confidently, he spoke from the position of victory. Again, he spoke from a position of victory. God sees both the beginning and the end. He knows the final outcome. He knows that the battle belongs to the Lord. Death will be defeated and Jesus will prevail over all opposition. We can be confident in the knowledge uh, and we can be secure in his love for us. For Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And because God loves you, he desires you to have peace. Again, Isaiah 9 and 6, our main verse. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the, ever, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I don't know what you may be going through as you listen to this right now, and there may be some chaos in your life. But I want you to remember that one of the names of Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. And because uh, you have been baptized in his name, because he has given you authority in his name, you have access to peace.
I believe just calling upon his name will be bring peace into your life. And even right now, I would I would desire and ask that you would just join me. Join me in calling upon that name. And let's pray that Jesus uh, would do just as he did in the life of the disciples. That he would send peace in the middle of a storm. And allow you to be in awe at the, the miraculous power that Jesus Christ has. Oh, Jesus, we call upon that name right now. We call upon that name, that only saving name. God, that name that encompasses, oh, God, how wonderful you are that you are a counselor, that you are the mighty God, that you are the everlasting father, and that you are the prince of peace. We call upon that name. And I would ask you, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Father, that you would send peace, send peace out, O oh Father, to your children, O oh God, in the chaos that is going on in the world, O oh Father, the evil that is taking place, the desire of Satan, O oh God, to shift, uh, to sift, your people, I pray that you would send peace, oh God, in the middle of uh, situations that cause us to be fearful. I pray that our trust in you, Lord God, will allow us to walk around calm, oh Lord, to allow us, oh Father, to live a life not in fear, but God, that we would trust in you, Lord God. We would trust in you and understand and know that even as you sent the disciples, you allowed them to enter into a storm. You knew that you would be there the whole time. And so, God, there are storms that even members of this church, that listeners of this podcast may be going through right now. But, Father, allow them to understand that you allowed them to go into that storm because you will not put you will not put more on us than we are able to bear. But, Father, at the right time, as we call your name, Oh, Father, as we believe, we're, we may believe that you're sleeping. We call your name trying to awake you. We know that you will come at a time, oh, Father, that we absolutely need you. And, Father, you will bring the storm uh, to a cease. I pray, God, that you would send forth peace throughout. Oh, God, throughout the lives of the listeners of this podcast right now, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And I say. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Uh, looking forward uh, to you all in uh, next week's lesson. Uh, this week, let's just focus on God being the Prince of Peace. And when you get in a time of trouble, uh, when it seems that uh, things are getting somewhat chaotic, call on that name of Jesus Christ and ask him to just give you a time of peace. Give him a give you a time of peace so that you can just recognize how awesome and how good he is. Looking forward to seeing you all at church again. Join us next week. I believe that uh, this series, the God of peace uh, is really going to open our eyes uh, to how much peace we can actually have in our life. Uh, even though we face all this evil on this earth. Uh, today. So God bless you all. And I hope you have an awesome week. See you soon.